Hello, and welcome to another episode of the RC Roundtable podcast. This is episode 170, which was a live show with Lee and Terry on YouTube and Facebook. It is a show-and-tell episode, so for those of you listening, do your best to follow along, but we would encourage you to enjoy the entire show on our YouTube channel. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Is he going to say something? Fitz. Hello. Fitz. Is he frozen again? Jiggle the cord. Fitz. <laughs> I guess we're having technical difficulties with Fitz. We'll bring him back later. That's his <laughs> pose just... most of the time anyway. <laughs> he's he's working on something <laughs> again. <laughs> Let's check one more time. Fitz, you there? Fitz? Nope, he's... He's still stuck. I am right here. Star Trek quote. <laughs> Obscure music. Okay, Adam's already on on top of things. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he's a do guy. I. You know what? I will say Fitz got me into uh, diet ginger ale. He was drinking that one time at best, and that stuff's pretty darn good. You add a little bit of cranberry juice to that. That's awesome. Oh, all right. Diet ginger ale. All right. Who knew? Who knew? Hey, everybody. It's a live show. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. This is what? 170? 170. Wow. All right. So we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Yeah. So if you're you're joining us, uh, put some questions in. This is like one of those, you know, ask us anything moments too. (laughs) We got stuff to talk about. We got show and tell. I got a giveaway at the end, but... We're always here to entertain ourselves, and, and Adam's on fire. <laughs> All right. Adam's already on his uh, Mountain Dew, I guess, because he, he's really ruined it. Uh, thanks, Travis. I appreciate that. <laughs> Little Ned Needlander. I still should have put. Uh, but I don't understand Terry's. Does anybody know what Terry's is? Airlines? Airlines? It's um, it's just a common bastardization of ailerons. So many times, people when typing stuff, they they don't know how to spell ailerons, and airlines is the most common misspelling. So. Yeah, but I just put in chat. That's how Fitz says it. <laughs> Fitz says Elrons. If you ever go back to our shows, listen to Fitz. He'll say Elrons. How do like, you guys say ailerons? Like Elron Hubbard? Is I don't he know. starting his own religion? He probably could. Elrons. <laughs> hello from canada hey well hello back from texas and and well i don't know if terry's gonna say hi or not he's closer to you than i am oh yeah i um, got an email from jim yesterday talking about uh, a notam around um what was it edmonton like a whole huge area because biden's going up there and they shut her down <sighs> biden, 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 biden. yeah let's Let's talk religion and politics tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get some Mountain Dew plus a little something, something in there. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Truth be told, I had a Red Bull earlier, so I am on fire today. Okay. Let's that see. doesn't jibe with a diet ginger ale. No, let's see. Headed up to a buddy's to set up programmable mixes on a giant F86. That sounds like fun. Yeah. 
Well, have good luck with that. Good luck with setting up the airlines. Yeah. Well, thanks. I was, we got 19, 21 people in already. Welcome, guys. And uh, we're happy to chat with you. Bring up some conversations. Uh, tell us what you're building or you're working on. What did you take a break from to come listen to us dudes chat? And uh, from snowy North Dakota. Hello, Eric. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We don't, we don't want to just do this. This guy right here. <laughs> we had fun at the beginning, but uh, Fitz is out of town. So we, when someone asked earlier when I posted the schedule, uh, why no Fitz in the photo? That's because Fitz is not here. He couldn't join us. Uh, he's with us here, though, in spirit and still photo, uh, like working on a plastic model. Like we'll always remember him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just the two of us and i know we've got some stuff to talk about so terry you want to kick things off me? An event. me yeah you had an event oh i don't have the list in front of me so i'm gonna trust you to to drive it so <coughs> like we know what we're doing terry wow, that's, indoor that's, that's a big it. list you got there yeah um so what you're talking about is an event i went to well event um, an indoor get together a couple weeks ago down in Fond du Lac, which is just on the other side of Oshkosh from me. And they've got a group of guys that gets together down there over the winter, every few weeks. I think it's over for this year, um, but they have a elementary gymnasium that they fly indoor in. And I quickly learned that elementary gymnasiums are smaller than your average <laughs> gymnasium. <laughs> so I, walls are close, right? It's funny because every time I go to a new indoor venue, as soon as I walk in, I'm like, wow, this is huge. But the first plane I take off, I'm like, oh, wow, this room shrunk a lot. But uh, this elementary school is kind of small. I think it's probably smaller than your full-size basketball court. And, of course, it doesn't have all the bleachers on the side that have a little extra um, breathing room. Um, so I had my normal stash of planes that I would take for an indoor. And I flew all but the micro parallax and some of those are probably shouldn't have fly, flown like the um umx b25 you've seen that before yeah I, I flew it but it was it was very tight all i could do was just scrape the walls doing circuits so i did a I few laps. nascar yeah <laughs> left turns i did a few laps with that and brought it in and the b17 i was able to do a little bit more with that um it actually flies slower than the b25 um, but I flew other stuff. What did I fly? Oh, I flew my twin outer. The twin outer is one that I also was scraping the walls and uh, just doing laps. So that was short and sweet. I proved that I could fly it indoors and then put it back down. So, but what did I take? Oh, my wheels or did, were the float still on it? No, I put the landing gear back on. It just, they pop off and it's easy to swap. So I did that. Um, no, my... Is this the same event where you had the video of the PT-19 or was that that PT-19 flight earlier? I'm getting there. All right. Just oh, I your jets. ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I also flew my stringless wonder, the kite looking thing that did really well in there. And my UM, not UMX, but UMT-28. What a joy that thing is. Man, just touch and goes and hold the nose up and fly, uh, fun airplane. And probably some other stuff I don't remember. Um, I met my friend, uh, Dan Sponholes, who he's the guy who drew my plans for the yin yang and he draws all the flight test oh. plans. So he lives down that way. So we try to meet up every now and then met him there. He had some neat stuff that I flew and, um, also Tony Lewis. 
So I don't know if you know Tony, but he has a plane, uh, hearkening back to what you uh, said a minute ago, he'd made an RC version of the Cox control line PT-19. Same scale, and if you're five feet back, it looks exactly the same. It's got the dummy 049, and it's got the right sheen and all of that, but it's made for indoor RC. And so he made it there that night, and it flew pretty well. So that was fun to see, and I'm anxious to see what he does with it because he's a really good modeler. And, uh, it's hard to explain how accurate this thing looked. Is that the one? That's the one. And so I've posted that on a few different places, and no offense to all you modelers out there, but you're not good readers. Everybody just assumes that it's a Cox PT-19, and they start commenting on the one they had when they were a kid. That's not a Cox PT-19. It's a one-to-one scale model of a Cox PT-19. And that's how good of a job he did with it. That's and really nice. Yeah, you'll be happy to know the wings are cell foam 88. Oh, I am happy to hear that. Yeah, unobtainium now, but he had some that he used for that. And uh, the fuselage is foam board foam. And I think the tail feathers are probably cell foam as well. But oh, really nice. And the rubber band is superfluous. He put that there just as a scale feature. <laughs> It needs um, to add some fuel streaks now. Right. <laughs> we'll just add syrup. That's it. <laughs> It'll be good enough. <laughs> yeah. One of the things we talked about was having the bell crank sticking out of the side of the fuselage. Um, oh, good point. Yeah. But right, it's got the fake rubber red spinner on the front. Anyway, I mean, it was he, he could he could dangle two lines off the left uh, wingtip to just look he, like he took it he, off without having the control line on it. It so, could, yeah. But, and it's hard to tell here, but it's actually a four-channel airplane. It's got ailerons as well. So it's rudder, elevator, oh, ailerons, throttle. You can see that in the photo. Is, it yeah. looks like flapperons because it looks like it goes the whole length. Uh, I think they are full span. I don't yeah. know if he has them set up. It might just be one servo. I don't remember that. I'd have to look. But wow. it flew well. I forget what it weighed. It was not much. Four or five ounces, something like that. And he actually had to put the servos in the tail because it was nose heavy. And anyway, just a really impressive airplane. And uh, I look forward to seeing him fly it again, hopefully in a larger venue where he can stretch it out a little bit and see what it does. Well, and if you go to the RRC Roundtable podcast uh, Facebook page, I think that's you videotaping it. Is that correct, Harry? Yeah, he brought his video camera and I volunteered to, to work the camera while he flew the maiden. Yeah, so I will, I can do this real quick. I will put the link in the comment section, guys, so you guys can watch the video. Okay. But continue with your story. Um, about the indoor? Yeah. That's probably, oh, there's Tony. He's, he's online. So he said one aileron servo. So yeah, no flapperons there, but they don't need them. So um, I think that was the highlight. I flew some neat stuff from Dan. He had some airplanes that use only differential thrust, like no moving control surfaces. You climb by giving throttle and you turn by differential thrust. And one of them was an off-the-shelf flight test airliner thing. And that one was interesting, but it flew. And then another one was a reproduction he had done of the old Air Hogs Intruder. And he's made that in a few different variants. But just fun, simple airplanes that, Indoor stuff is fun. If you guys haven't tried indoor flying, find a site to go indoor flying. It's a hoot. Fitz and I have done a couple down at uh, Dulles High School. I think okay. we reported it. You can check it out on our Facebook page. And I think we have a video too. I think um, Fitz put a video together on our YouTube channel. 
So we have done that a couple of times. I was kind of sad. I brought one of my thunder and lightnings out there and I, I found the wall. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. And that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you probably didn't hurt it that bad. So I broke it because uh, this, because uh, unfortunately this wall wasn't just like smooth. It had columns that came out. They were oh. <laughs> So I found the notch <laughs> right, right. just riding along the wall, smacked it. Uh, but we've always had fun out there. And uh, I think last time we went, Austin won a prize because they were like doing laps, a little pylon race, indoor pylon. Oh, race. fun. So that yeah. was fun. Well, you know, related to that, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but something I just bought is this little guy right here. Here, let me zoom you in. Hold on, let me get you a little closer. I don't know if I can make it focus. That's good. So, um, I've probably talked before about the um, dischargers that I've made using resistors, and also there's an off-the-shelf discharger. But all the dischargers they have are two-cell, maybe up to six-cell. I often come home from these indoor events with unused batteries, so I needed a way to discharge them. I was thinking of something to build, and I thought I better look to see if somebody has already designed and manufactures these. So I got these from Tiny Whoop. They're a few bucks each and they're basically one cell dischargers. And it just plugs right in. Uh let me undo this. It's a I ended up making adapters because it comes with the the 2.0 plug, which is the bigger one they use on stuff. And a lot of my batteries use the smaller 1.25 and I even because of the uh, twin outer also have some one cell with JSTs. So I ended up making some adapters to change all that. But this is what it looks like out of the package. Itty bitty guy. So I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. I think I'm going to end up making some sort of leash to attach it to my one cell charger, but all four of them. And anyway, I tried it out the other day. Works great with a fully charged 260 uh, milliamp hour battery like this. I think it takes a couple hours. So what is that, uh, 125 milliamps or something of discharge, which is not much, but who's in a rush? So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, fun stuff. And by the way, this is a high-voltage LiPo, so 4.35 instead of 4.2 at full charge, and it works on both kinds. It takes it down to 3.85 or something like that. You're supposed to discharge it by flying it. Well, <laughs> right, but let, let's say you smash your airplane into the wall and you don't get to fly anymore. You and you've got charged <laughs> batteries. So you need alternatives. Because what I, I was doing, I had gone to several indoor events lately, and I come home, I have extra batteries, no way to discharge them. So I was doing, like you said, one time I flew my night vapor inside my house. I found that I could fly down the hallway, and then there's a room at the end of the hallway with a blind path. And when I timed it right, I could fly through the blind path and come back in the hallway and that was fun but it's not practical to do that for every battery every so, battery <laughs> yeah i'm so, sorry i'm tied up for the next 30 minutes i gotta drain my batteries <laughs> yeah and how much fun are vapors oh my gosh yeah uh, austin's got one yeah underrated so anyway that's my story for indoor flying tony thanks for uh popping in on this awesome airplane look forward to seeing you fly it again for those of you who may come in late, I did put the YouTube video for Tony's plane in there. So, does it have a different name? Does he give it? Does he have a unique name for it? Oh, I don't know, Tony. If you have a different name for your PT nineteen, let us know. Cool beans. And there's Jeff. I thought Jeffrey was fishing, but apparently not. He's, he says, "Rhode Island." Yeah. 
Maybe he's done fishing. Scott here from some peach state. Hey, uh, if those of you uh, haven't known yet, we put this on our Facebook page, but look whose mug made the cover of Model Aviation. They'll print anything these days. <laughs> I think it was Phil. By the way, Phil's here. <laughs> Phil, hey, Phil. Phil made a great comment. And one, Phil, I think I'll just let you say what you texted me about Fitz being on the cover. I think it was hilarious. So, because I know I was laughing hard when I got your text. But uh, anyway, good job fits for putting the mini moa up there in fact i just put the mini moa on the facebook cover photo for the ama facebook page on up on toe which is really pretty so give the yeah. glider folks some love and uh again that was fun to be with fits and do that in close this was his flight his first flight uh but we also had the opportunity to do the aero toe as well so uh yeah. that video by the way um should be in the magazine uh, extra bonus material so you guys can find the link on modelaviation.com. And you're being modest, by the way. That's your photo. That is it. my photo. Yeah. yeah. Which the best part, guys, this is the best part. Uh, when Fitz found out it was the cover, he didn't know which photo it was. I said, well, it's you. And he goes, you took a picture of me? He didn't even remember me taking this picture. And I was telling <laughs> Terry earlier, it's like, I always try to get a picture of Fitz with his airplanes because we have some really good ones. I keep going back to the Otter uh, photo over at JSC when he had that. <clears throat> I took a nice photo of him in the the uh, the otter there. So I, I've always done that for Fitz, and I guess he just forgot. And he went ahead and sent them all the photos I uh, set to final, and it, wow. that, that made the cover. So it, it ain't no sexy bikini, but just be grateful it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and his bread, yeah, it's uh, your super model. There you go. <laughs> You're talking about the mini moa, right? <laughs> So I know in some of the articles I've submitted, there are photos that you or me or somebody had taken of a hand launch. Invariably, invariably, when somebody throws a plane, their shirt comes up and shows their belly. And so I end up having to do a lot of editing just to to hide bellies. I, well, I, I didn't have that problem. <laughs> the video has me launching. I thought that was a unique angle. I had my Mavic with me during the that first flight and so mm -hmm. i had it hovering over to the side to catch us throwing the launch and that that turned out well and it br brought back memories for me when i had to do that for my dad all the time <laughs> for right. launching his gliders yeah thanks for launching it now go get it yeah i think this was phil's comment <laughs> not the same as the airplane holders of the past <laughs> that's yeah. absolutely right <laughs> not exactly an rcm cover is it it's not an rcm cover no it is not uh, for those young people here, you have to go back a couple issues, the 70s, 80s. <laughs> yeah, they sold RCM on the back shelf of the magazine rack. I had to go behind in, the curtain. In a, in a cover, in a, in a plastic yeah. bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just showed the title, RCM. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of articles now, um, did you want to talk about your Twin Otter article? Um, not really. We mentioned okay. that all three of us now have a Twin Otter, so we're going to do a three-view when Fitz makes his triumphant return. But unexpectedly, um, I bought mine just to have fun with it. And so we could do a three view. Um, but it turns out I'm going to do a review of it for bottle uh, aviation. Well, I already did. I submitted it. But uh, yeah, it was kind of unexpected, but happy to do it. And so, yeah. Yeah, we've been having fun with those. So but, Yeah, fun we, airplane. I think we've talked about it on the past three podcasts. So... Yeah. So, and I've got more experience with it now since we last talked. I've flown it indoors off wheels. I've flown it outdoors off the snow with the floats. Also flew it outdoors with nothing like you would do, just the naked landing gear. 
and honestly, maybe I'm just not calibrated. I can't tell much of a difference in performance with or without something hanging beneath. Have you done inverted spins yet with the floats on? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Fitz did. And yeah. if you remember the video he and I did last year at Joe Nall of the extreme flight aircraft doing an inverted spin with floats, it just looks wrong. But Fitz could do it with the Twin Otter. Huh. Did it come down as slowly as that other plane? Maybe not as slow, but it was pretty, okay. it was neat to see. And of course, I I was looking at the corner of my eye because I still had my plane flying. So I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can see that. So yeah, you need to do that next time. Of course, you'll have to wait till their, their lake thaws and then you can put it on the water. Yeah, I went to fly sometime last week and I thought it would still be frozen. But my first step on the lake, I went right to the bottom. Oh. So yeah. So no it's longer. warming up around here. <clears throat> Well, I got to do a follow-up on a podcast message a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I I do estate sales. I've had some luck and some dumb luck <laughs> and non-luck. Uh, but there was an estate sale that I mentioned on our show. And I <laughs> was kind of, kind of, I don't know why I was being nervous because I knew the podcast would air after the end of the auction. But I was talking about a lot that had three aircraft. And I just didn't want anybody to win it. And by golly, I got a, I got a steal. So uh, for twenty eight bucks, I think it was maybe, maybe thirty one with the fees and so forth. And I had a friend of mine who lived in Dallas who picked it up for me. Uh, I got the following kit. So now here's your a little show and tell. So, and in no particular order. So this is for Fitz. I got this for my buddy Fitz. We don't know much about this kit. But Fitz just loves the box. So uh, M&M models, they're in, let me see if I can repeat this. It's in uh, West Sussex, England. And it's this little, I think it's, I say little, holy smokes. I think this might be 100. 99.5 inch glider. Now, I'm not going to open the box. There's uh, lots of parts in it. It's got, um, it's got some stuff pre-built. But I was like, this is not what I was going for. This is just kind of, okay, this is an extra box that's in there. So I already promised this to Fitz. He's all giddy. So Fitz, you'll be getting this shortly. And I guess it's a weird font, isn't it? Height Finder. Has anybody ever seen that in the in the uh, comment section? Ever seen something like this? I haven't. And we can't find much about the, the M&M company from Sussex, England. And Fitz, I mean Fitz. Terry, you, I'm sure you've seen one of these. If you're talking, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Maybe you have to come back to... Here, let's put you here. You're gone. Oh, you took yourself out of the stream. No, I <laughs> I just fell off. Yeah. So I guess there was an internet hit. Oh, piece of cake. Fun. Yeah. I missed the whole intro to this. So I had oh. to reboot. So this was a plane. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is a piece of cake. I'm not sure it's going to be a piece of cake because I think there's some pieces missing. Uh, <laughs> and I think I talked to you in the, in the car. I was like, this may have been one of those boxes where they borrowed a couple of pieces and so forth. Uh, All right, so I got one of those. But here. Where did you get this stuff? This was an estate sale in Dallas. Oh, okay. And so this is where I'm leading to. Um, if you guys listen to the podcast, you already know. But I just kind of like, you know, this is the thing. Terry is able to find these amazing deals through Facebook marketplace basement deals. That's what they tend to turn out to be, but he finds these great deals. I haven't found as good of a deal as maybe his last one was, but this is the best one I've, I've found yet. 
just going through looking for RC parts or balsa, and I actually think I used the word glider this time. Folks, and especially for my glider friends out there, this is a Sagita 900 that I got for 28 bucks. For, with, stole. With the other, I stole for 28 bucks with the other kits. Uh, this is the, the big one. Okay. I've never had a Sagita. Always thought these were the really, really pretty ones. You know, they're just sleek design. Uh, you know, I'm an Aquila guy myself, but uh, was really, really happy to get this. I don't know if there's anything on the side here. Is yeah, that a balsa fuselage? It is. It's a balsa fuselage. Okay. So it's, yeah, the it's, tail it's, part looks narrow. So I thought maybe it's fiberglass, but I guess not. So they make a Sagita 600 and 900. This is the bigger one. And it's 99 inches exactly. Uh, new in box, guys. And so all the parts are there? All the parts are there. Nice. Yeah. So very, very happy about my estate sale purchase. Uh, if you know anything about Sagitas, especially new in box kits, such as the Aquila, I mean, we're talking 200 plus off, often found online. So uh, <laughs> uh, Scott is exactly right. You know, sometimes I'm kind of nervous. And if you guys follow us on our Facebook page, you'll know that I often will share estate sales that I find of things that I like, but unfortunately they're not close by because there's no shipping. So right. I'm happy to pass those uh, deals on to you guys. And uh, I always ask if you, if you do stuff like that, let us know, you know, if you find, especially if I, you know, helped in getting you the deal. And but, let's be clear. You pass on the ones that you're not able to buy from if they ship or if you can go get it, it's Lee's little secret. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and this company wouldn't ship. So I was just glad I have a friend up in Dallas oh. who was able to pick it up for me. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of lead into the swap meet if that's good. If that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Just let yeah. me uh, ask questions as you go. Okay. Are there any more questions about this? I, I have no plans on starting on any of these. Uh, I'm going to just give the, the one I give fits will probably go on a shelf. The Sagita is going to go on the shelf next to my Aquila. You know, these are future builds that, you know, I, hopefully when I, get things for myself, time for myself. You know, Austin's off to college and Ryan's all set in high school. Then I'll, I'll start putting some more time in there. All right. Uh, well, what was the, I missed almost everything you said about that first glider. That's something you bought forfeits. Yeah. Okay. So the, the lot was the three kits. Okay. So I, and <laughs> here's the other thing. There's nothing in the description for this lot that said Sagita, Airtronics or 900, you know? So all it says was balsa gliders. I'm pretty sure that was all it was. So I just, you, you got a chance to jump on that because something similar happened to me for some airsoft stuff I was buying for Ryan, my, my old, excuse me, my youngest is into airsoft. And so we bought a lot also in Dallas and uh, turns out there was some stuff in the lot that wasn't listed. So I'll, I'll touch on that in a second, but right. yes, the other kid, I just happened to send the photo to Fitz and said, Hey, I got these three kids. Would you be interested in this one? He was like, Oh yeah, that was cool. It was different. It's, it's a, a non an unknown company. So you got all three for that same price? Oh yeah, yeah, all three. Oh, okay. So that was your score. That was you my score. Yeah, you can't complain anymore about my deals. I can. I mean, you you well, still you like you still got some stuff in those bins. So I'm pretty sure. And and you're not. I'm not making money. <laughs> like I have, I have to put more money into these. So it was a great deal, but you're getting money back. You're able I'm to sell some of your stuff. Oh yeah. I'm offsetting. So I probably didn't talk about this. Maybe I did. I don't know. 
and that recent big lot that I got, there was a bunch of glow engines in there, and among them was a YS. What was it? Um, crap, I forgot what size it is now. Like a sixty, the old pattern engine, a rear exhaust YS. Yeah, I sold that last week, and I did okay on that. Well, I'll say I got two hundred bucks for it. Yeah, I was gonna so, say three digits. It ain't bad at yeah. all. Yeah, that offset um, some of the price I paid for that. So I and it put it in the hands of somebody who appreciates it and would use it. So win-win. Well, and speaking of YS, uh, I don't know when it was. It was last year when I had my mystery box. This was the this was the estate sale that went awry. This is where mm -hmm. I waited to open the box, and then oh, right. at the end I went, "Oh crap! Where's the other half?" <laughs> and realized yeah. I didn't get all the other stuff I ordered. Uh, but in that box was a YS engine, which I knew I was getting. So I'm, you know, for what I paid, uh, I was expecting to break even. But I did sell that YS engine at our swap meet a couple of weeks ago, and mm -hmm. I got my money back. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. The universe works in strange ways. Right. So that was the that was that uh, estate sale. But let me talk about the swap meet, and I'm going to lead in going back to the airsoft thing because my friend Tom Blakeney is in this picture. Uh, this airsoft equipment was also in Dallas. And uh, before I ordered, before I placed a bid, I called Tom and said, Hey, I got something that's I think nearby, you know, could, could you possibly pick it up on this date and time? And he said, sure. And uh, I won like four of the lots. And, uh, I'm saying this because this is kind of cool as far as like these win-wins, but, um, in one bin was a whole bunch of airsoft BBs and and gloves and stuff, but there was a green gas gloves. pistol, gloves, shooting gloves. Yeah, when you've okay. ever been hit by an airsoft BB, you don't you want to have gloves on. Right. But there was an airsoft pistol that uses a green gas. It's propane with silicon oil, and we, Ryan had been wanting a, a sidearm, so we we said, oh, we'll, we'll bid on that. And I got it for something stinky, stupid, like fifty bucks for the whole lot. It was, and Ryan was beaming. But they also had an airsoft rifle. And I was like, you know, I, I'd like to get a rifle. Ryan's got all these this cool stuff. Daddy needs to get a rifle. So I, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, <laughs> so uh, I picked up this other rifle. And it was uh, not cheap, but I was like, it looked pretty good. It looked all metal. But there was another barrel in there. I was like, okay, so maybe they, they wanted to hop things up and change the barrels. I was like, that sounds like a good deal. So while I was getting everything, I went ahead and placed the bid. I got it. Tom picked all the stuff up. When we were heading out to the WAMS swap meet, this is, I'm going to backtrack here even further. Let's go back in time. The Weatherford swap meet is what it was called. That's how we got started in this podcast. We talked about this. The WAMS is when Fitz and I were driving to see Terry when you were selling all your stuff at the, the large swap meet, when we came up with the idea to, to do the podcast. So I was heading back to the new WAM swap meet. Uh, this is now the Western Area Modeling Society. They're now located in Granbury. And last year, me and my boys went up there to do their, um, I'd say grand opening, what's what I call it. Okay, it's announced Inaugur by the new club. Inaugural. Okay, or... we'll say that. Open house. Uh, naming, uh, that thing. So they have the swap meet at this uh, middle school. And I said, Tom, can I just beat you before the WAM swap meet? Pick up the stuff, give the guns to Ryan, let him go do an airsoft thing, and I'll come to the swap meet. We go there, meet Tom in his house. He's got all this stuff. Ryan's just beaming ear to ear. And we open up the bag that's got the rifle. It's a really nice bag. So right now I'm already doing better because it's like the bag must be $60, $70 bag. 
And I, I grab the airsoft rifle and it's kind of in beat, beat up shape. I was like, okay, I can fix that. But I pick up the other barrel and it's heavy. It's like really heavy. I'm like, this, this can't be for the airsoft. I'm looking closer. And without going into too much detail, I have an extra 223 oh. rifle barrel that he must have stuck in this gun bag. And again, going back to the got to know what you got to sell, you, know, you put the names in there. So I have a real uh, AR 15 upper. <laughs> that came with my airsoft rifle so woohoo <laughs> and after looking at the price values for this upper um i might make my money back for everything on this lot so nice yeah, there is there was a kind of a little wake-up call so guys <laughs> do your estate sale shopping you might get lucky that they throw stuff in there that they forgot to identify it's like oh yeah. a couple of diamond rings at the bottom of this box <laughs> right <laughs> So I guess there's a whole lot about airsoft that I don't understand, but you're talking about hop-ups and all that. I I just thought they were simpler than that. Just battery powered, some sort of motor in there with a flywheel spitting out these plastic pellets. But oh, you know, I, and unless other people joined it, 223, Stuart. Um, but, it, but it also can support 556. So we'll, <laughs> uh, and I, I guess you don't know rifles. That's the kind of round it takes. <laughs> Oh, you're asking me? Oh, yeah, I was telling you. I didn't know if oh, you yeah. about rifles. Okay. Uh, a little bit, so, yeah. So, yeah, Stuart might be making me, might be calling me. Hey, Stuart, <laughs> yeah, $500, buddy. It's all yours. <laughs> so, um, I digress, golly. Uh, got off on a tangent there, but it was just kind of neat. And and Brian got to do his airsoft stuff. I got a neat little rifle. I actually got it working uh, yesterday with him. But I uh, went to the WAMS swap meet and met with a lot of people. Tom was there. Richard was there. Um, Lawrence Harville, our district VP was there, hung out with him and some other people. Saturday was fun because, uh, Saturday morning people were in line and Tim up and I were in line together. And so was Curtis from the Richardson RC club. Hmm. And, uh, <laughs> they hadn't opened the doors. So we were there at eight and I don't think the doors open till nine. Oh but to those of you who are at the swap meet in line waiting, those were some great conversations we had to, to I don't think I've spent that much time with Tim just chatting. I mean, I'm usually out there watching him fly his planes or when he's doing his um, recoding of runways and stuff. Uh, that's his business. But, you know, we had a, we had some fun conversations out there just waiting. Um, and then, of course, you get inside and you make your deals. I didn't buy a lot of stuff. I'm just going to say that I didn't buy a lot of stuff. And so I had my eyes on a couple of. Yes, sir. You have a question, sir, there in the back. <laughs> Did you see George? I saw that he posted that he was there. I. I did. So I think I walked past George on Friday and then I saw George there Saturday. We actually sat down and, and chatted for a while. So yes, George, were you there? So yeah, he's, he's in the room. Hi, George. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey George. Got to chat with George. Oh, good. Uh, not as big as Weatherford was when we were there. Uh, and it might take a while because it's a new location. So, um, I don't know. The weather was not too bad. So I really was hoping there would be more, but I digress. Let's jump right to the chase. I'm just rambling here and you guys want to talk more stories. What did I get? Well, if you're on our Facebook page, you know the answer already. But I, I was eyeing this. This was on a table and it had a price. And I went to the person. I said, hey, I want to offer you a, a ridiculously low price on this plane. And you're going to be mad as hell. But if, you're waiting, <laughs> if, you're, if you need to get out of here and you got to go somewhere and you want to take this price, I got the cash. And so I made an offer to him. And he said, now nah, I want more. I said, that's perfectly fine. See you later. And I was like, I, that's fine. I didn't need this. <laughs> but gotta know joe showed up and bless his heart he this is his job he he goes to swap meets he buys lots from entire sets of people and you know makes them an offer and they 
they get to take everything away. You know, they, they go home empty handed. They, they get a good price. You move on. Well, I walked up to uh, the person selling and I saw Joe there and I said, Hey, just want to say, I'm still here. I still got my cash. <laughs> I sat back down, not five minutes later, got to know Joe bought everything. And I was like, God oh, darn it. You know, I was like, uh, oh, that stuff's going in this trailer. I'll never see it again. But when his assistant was picking up this box, I said, stop. <laughs> I said, Joe, come here. I got 70 bucks for that. I was going to offer that. Can you take 70 bucks? He said, sure. So thank you, Joe. I got me a new inbox. Styro models P38. Oh, I've never had one. Flying Styro. Okay. Flying yeah, they're very accurate scale wise. I think they're a little bit. A little bit tough to put together, yep. a little bit fragile, maybe, but like an alpha, like an alpha kit. Yes, but alpha has had a lot of pre-built, right? Here, open the yeah. box for us. Come on, show us what yeah. you got. Is it pre-painted and all that? Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, look at that. All right. If, if I if you hear a crack, I'm gonna come punch you in the face. <laughs> Are you gonna use geared two eighties oh and NICADs? No, hello. <laughs> Get a break. No, but yeah, look at the paint job on that. Okay, yeah, that looks pretty good. And it's <laughs> not a horrible size either. No, no, it's nice. It's, you know, it's, I'll get you the center section. It's, I mean, this weighs nothing. It's, it's, right. it's going to crack in my hands if I sneeze too hard. Yeah, I assume there's some bulkheads that get glued in there. For this um, I, there's some, there's some plywood yeah. right here. There's balsa. All right, okay. Uh, but good yeah, score, like you said, man. lots of, lots of, uh, molded parts and i mean gosh the canopy too i mean that excuse me the cockpit detail is pretty intense so yeah so yeah i got myself one is it going to be built tomorrow no um it's going to go in the back of the line with my other two p38s that are waiting for me to build them yeah Uh, so Stuart just commented the first rule of swap meets if you see what you like buy it and he's right because it'll be gone next time you come by well <laughs> I've had to promise myself, uh, certainly not for like weight control. Uh, it's hard to promise myself that I can't be spending too much money on, on buying more kits that I know I'm not going to build or just want to store away. But, you know, for me, P38s are my weakness. And as George just said, there were three other, there were three P38s there. One I already had. So I didn't need it. Then the other one is like, I wasn't as, as interested as this one, but I haven't had a flying styro model at all. So it kind of meets both of those. Hey, this is going to be a unique kit to have. And they do sell for a lot more. Now I haven't gone through the entire box, but it looks to be complete. Um, but you know, they have gone for 150, 160 bucks. Really? So wow. I, a great deal. And Joe, thank you so much for selling it to me. Um, I, don't think he felt bad about it. But I also told him, I said, part of the deal was, I may have mentioned to you, Terry, that Joe has a Hobbyco Starfire 40 uh, Mm -hmm. parts. Now, I've had three, and I currently have one in the garage that's glow engine, but I haven't flown it in a while. But I've always wanted to build one electric. And so the parts he has is missing all the tail pieces. So I'm like, I can build those. Sure. So, And I've got got my, my kit, so I got something to go from. So... I told him I'd come by and pick that up. So I think he knew he's still going to make more money off me. Right. And you know, Michael Rosnick commented um, that that should be able to build light with brushless stuff, assuming that you can balance it 
with the lipo and all that. And I think you could build that as a really light, calm day, slow flyer. That would look great. Yeah. Interestingly, this one takes two battery packs. At least the instructions have two battery packs. So I'm assuming they have, and I haven't looked, but maybe there's compartments under each pylon. Um, Does it come with the three cell or three blade props? I did not see the props in there. Hmm. They're probably still around, but that would look really great with the three cell. But why don't people saying three cell, three blade props? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good score, man. It is a good score. All right. I know you have more to say about the Whams show, but while I'm thinking about it, this weekend is the Dayton Model Rama, which is apparently a big swap meet type thing we've never been to. Um, our buddy Adam might go. So if there's anything on your wish list still, send Adam a message. Maybe he'll get it for you. You might have to put an extra 20 bucks in there or 40. And that's DaytonModelRama.com. Something like that. Two, two buildings over 42,000 yeah. square feet. Yeah. Hey, Michael's got some spare props for you. Look at this guy. Well, and speaking of Michael, uh, I haven't looked at the thread lately, but he's still working on his 747 carrier. So Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Awesome. I, Stuart, thank you. This is good. Thank you for asking this question, Stuart. This was the one thing on my list that I intended or was hoping to find at the swap meet. And if anybody listened to the Perry swap meet follow-up story that I'm, that when Fitz and I went, I came back and had my, here's what you need to do. I, I went to the swap meet looking specifically for a 049 starter. The and Astro I was flight asked, one? I, it may have been Astro flight. Or just something smaller, because one guy said he thought there was another brand that was a smaller, like, thumb trigger, so it was a little smaller. But, uh, you know, so I actually did took my own advice, and I was going to vendors that had lots of large bins and just asked them flat out, do you have one of these starters? So I didn't, didn't get any luck with the uh, 049 starter, but I did go through some <laughs> This one guy had some free stuff, bins. Mm -hmm. It's like, I love these clamps. Oh, yeah. I mean, Harbor so, Freight clamps. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> who's not going to take a clamp? So I got, right. in fact, I was using it to hold these two bags together. This was the other little item I got pretty cheap, 10 bucks a piece. Oh, not bad Castle for the, the Castle. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, you know, little things I could use. Um, well, two go. things here. I see those um, Astros half A starters on RC groups every now and then. So you might want to okay. check there. I want to say they go anywhere from 30 to 50 bucks, but why don't you just build one? It seems like any electric motor, like an 05 size motor would have enough torque to turn over an 049. Come on, Lee, you're an industrious why, guy. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Just <laughs> take it from somebody who's like, I don't use this stuff anymore. Who flies Cox 049s? <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, you can't find the wheel. I can't. <laughs> I'm working. And I had one. That's what really because I had one. I was like, I don't fly my 049s anymore. So I put it in a pile. I gave it away. Uh -huh. yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. So yeah. mistake. Mistake number one. But then that makes you a hoarder. So it's like I, I let it go. Someone else got to use it. Now I just got to get my hands on another one. Ooh, a light machine to 049 starter. That gummit, that gives me a thought. So we've talked before. I have one of the old uh, MiG-15s, Camdax MiG-15s, that comes with a Norvell 061. That might have a half-A starter with it. Of course, if it does, I'll need it when I fly the thing. But, <laughs> but you'll you'll rent it well, to me, right? <laughs> maybe. Or I'll tease you with it. Nanner, nanner, nanner. 
Okay, that oh. I'll have to think about that and look for it. And now so, I have to make one. Thanks, short so, bus. Do any of you watching have a spare Coxo four nine starter? Just need to donate to a a good cause. I've got the the PT nineteen. I've got my um, gosh darn! I keep forgetting the name of that Israeli control. Oh, yeah. I got something B, right? Yeah. Do you take all the I spring know. starters off or something? Um, the spring well, the problem is with the spring starter. I, I that Cox, excuse me, the Cessna one fifty. This this is want to start. It needs to be spun faster. It's just too weak. Plus, that reminds me. I also need reverse pitch oh, yeah. props for that 049. So the other stuff I got to look for. All right. But anyway, uh, the swap meet was great. Uh, thanks, Tom, for picking up my goodies. And um, it's good to see Richard out there. We hung out. Um, I I don't know if the swap meet was great or not. Of course, we wish there were some more people there. There were a couple of empty tables, um, but. We're still doing them. That's the best part. All right. So look at look at Chuck's question. Okay. Hi, Chuck. So Chuck's asking, can you use a normal starter with the spinner, the insert turned around? I guess a normal 12-volt starter. Does yeah, that turn possibly. fast enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, it might. Uh, and I have two hand, large hand starters. So it would, it, I mean, you could just say, well, how can we just make a mold that'll fit on a small 049? I, I'm sure I could do it. I guess for me, it's just, it would be great to just have that as part of the process. It's just a, one of the 049 starters. Yeah. And it's weird because I swear I saw one, you know, at a swap meet like a SCOBY and didn't think twice about picking it up. So now that I'm back right. into it, there's a need. All right. Well, tell you what, well, yeah, you, you have an in-house engineer. So Cody Cat, if you're still out there, I challenge you. I challenge you right here in front of all these people to design a half a starter based around an 05 motor with a two cell lipo or something. Um, you can't do it. You don't That's, have the guts. Well, he can't do it. That's the airsoft one. You you need the super ng. Well, either one of them. They both have 3D printers at their house. This has nothing to do. I can start these engines. I'm just saying I would like to have that starter just to have the whole thing complete. I have the set. Yeah. You know, I seen that one. I'm uh, thinking it would be fun to design and build one, but okay. what do I know? <laughs> Racing stripes. <laughs> I'll donate the motor. Okay. All right. We uh, That got, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Uh, well, speaking of Super NG, uh, Embry Riddle. Well, are you done with the swap meet? Did you yeah, sell anything? Was, was it? No. So, okay. So let's I mean, list I, everything I, you bought. I, I bought CA. How's that? That's the other stuff I bought. And uh, I bought the uh, giveaway. Okay. Gotcha. So we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about the. Well, I mean, unless you want to sneak that. You bought used CA? It's not UCA. No. You bought a swap meet. Oh, uh, Big Dog RC was there. Oh, it was a shop. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like to get little half A ounces just because my kids borrow my glue and leave the tops off and it gets hard and I need another bottle. So, yeah. I tell you what, living up north, uh, you don't have as much issue with that, with CA drying. So, oh. Well, I got it's funny because after I bought that, I had like a couple of people come up to me and say, why don't you just buy the big stuff and just stick it in the refrigerator? I was like, I don't know. I like to have the bottles. The tips always get stuck and I have a brand new tip. I don't know. It's just convenience. And I like supporting the, the little guy. So, or in this case, yeah. the big dog. <laughs> so. Right. All right. So recap for me, you bought the flying styro P38, mm -hmm. some glue, a couple castle BECs. Mm -hmm. and you got a free clamp. 
Uh, Did I miss any plants? I got some carbon fiber. Oh, nice. So what is it, tubes or flat? Tubes. Okay. You already have uses in mind for those? uh, Push rods and spars for thunder and lightning. All right. So that's that. And then I bought the giveaway item, which I haven't talked about while I was there. Stay tuned. Should we stay tuned? Okay, so... We don't care if you're getting bored. You got to stick around if you want to win something. Yeah, he had back surgery. So big dog RC parts. Yeah, so thanks, George, for mentioning that. So it was good to see him and his wife. Um, Yeah, so I did pick up an item, a giveaway item. If you stay tuned, uh, just grab yourself a beer or is it an IVC? (laughs) A fat tire. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll announce the giveaway, and then I have a funny story about it. So, um, A funny story about the giveaway? Yes. Okay. I'm all a flutter. Okay. Well, I hope it's funny. <laughs> I was entertained. Um, so I am back from uh, our spring break. Took Austin, my oldest, to Embry-Riddle, Daytona. And I, you know what? I, this is hard because... Uh, well, let's I capture talk- the whole thing. He's a graduating senior, and you're going there with the idea that that's going to be his college of choice, right? Well, I think so. I'm, this wasn't just I, for fun. No, no. This was a, a trip to check out the college. He's been accepted to Embry-Riddle Daytona. Okay. He got an academic scholarship to go to Embry-Riddle. And this was the first time we saw the campus. And we thoroughly enjoyed the campus. There's lots of stuff to do around there. <laughs> you got the Daytona Raceway just around the corner. You got the Daytona Airport on campus. Yeah, there's I mean, only a fence that divides them. <laughs> plane spotting is 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 free of charge. Yep. And there's tons of food and shopping and gosh, I'm afraid to take over the show. I don't want to take too much. Uh so I will let people ask questions and I will be happy to answer them. Love the campus, love the meet people we met. Uh still have some questions uh, about the classes and so forth. But, you know, one picture I'm going to show you, I have to remove this for a second so I can pull it up over here. But if you're going to talk to a kid and go, what was your, like, what made you drop your jaw? It was this lab. <laughs> you know, it just, oh, yeah. be- it just speaks volumes to what my kid does. And the one comment I wanted to make to you, Terry, is that it doesn't appear Embry-Riddle has done an SAE aero design in many years. Right. They now do something called design, build, and fly. Are you familiar with that program? I thought it, I thought it was the same thing. But for the people listening, the photo that Lee is showing is a, a large workshop slash classroom that has a, a bunch of different RC airplanes that appear to be for a competition. They look a yeah. lot like the crashy, smashy stuff we saw at SAE. Yeah. So what I'm trying to, if you are, of course, if you're listening, you won't see, but if you're watching guys, if you look in the middle of the screen, and I don't know if you can see where my mouse is, this airplane here is called the mullet. <laughs> so their team was called Team Mullet. They all wore mullets. Nice. And this plane came in second at the build design, design, build and fly contest. Okay. So it sounds like that's similar to SAE. Do you know who sponsors yes. design, build and fly? I do not. Okay. But I found an article that I'll send to you again, that link that I sent you. So I forget who sponsors it, but is not the same as SAE. Now, the school does enter SAE SAE Automotive. They have a car that they're building at Amory Riddle. That's for SAE, but this is a different program. 
Yeah. Okay. I assume it's probably related where they have different requirements every year. Teams build a machine to meet those requirements and perform a certain task. And then they go to a competition and see who does the best at that task. There you go. So, yeah. Michael, Michael knew. Okay. Oh, okay. That's probably, yeah. AIAA, American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics or something like that. That was a big deal when I was going to Riddle. So of over, I think, 75 colleges that participated, Embry-Riddle came in second. All right. Good. So this room was like, oh, this is an awesome lab. Right. And every day of my life here. I'm that would be a class. <laughs> right. That would be the challenge. You'd never want to leave and do the core exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, so while you guys were there that couple of days, you kept sending photos to Fitz and I. And honestly, I did not recognize most of the things that, that you were sending pictures of. They have yeah, like this. revamped this that is, campus. So here's a story I want to follow up on. Uh, and by the way, hello, Tony. See that you just joined in. See, Tony, I wanted to let you know, this is the West Coast special or West Coast live special. This is for all our friends on the West Coast. So you're welcome. Yeah, we, we started late just for you. <laughs> exactly. Wink, wink. You're, so you're already late. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> uh, but East Coasters, hang with us. Yeah, please. thanks. <laughs> A little bit longer. Uh, you can so sleep when you're dead. <laughs> This is the new photo that I'm showing right now is the new student union. And it's, I think, three to four years old, if, if that's correct. That's and okay. it replaces where the library was. And I'm not sure if we talked about this on the previous podcast, but Fitz had built a plastic A20 Havoc plastic model and had it on display in the library. And so he asked us to go find the model at the library. Well, the library is now on the third and fourth floor that takes up two floors. And we asked several people, they said, well, we don't think they're held here anymore. We think they're in one of the two um, halls or uh, gathering centers. Anyway, we Uh, tried to visit one, the doors were locked. We tried to visit the mechanics area. There was nobody there. So we couldn't get access to the rooms, but in any case, we'll have to send Austin back <laughs> to go look for Fitz's model, see if it's on display. But this place is beautiful, this new student union. Uh, it's really nice. And they basically say this is the hub of the of the university right there. Uh, Interesting. They, people don't go in their rooms because they're too small. And they come here because there's, you know, two large floors of couches and chairs and, you know, desks to, to work at. So uh, right. basically, this is the, that's the room. <laughs> that's where people, you know, get to know each other. And it was, it's very nice. And uh, all the people we chatted, all the students that were there working were very friendly and we were very impressed. So. All right. Anything you want to add about Embry-Riddle personal? Uh, No, I loved it there. Um, As a person who kind of had aviation things in my blood, that place is immersed in it. As you said before, it's right next to the runway. So we literally had classrooms that were spitting distance from the end of one of the runways and when something interesting was taken off, it was not unusual for a professor to say, hey, let's go see what's out there. And so you're just surrounded by people who have that same sort of mentality. And not many females there, at least not when I was there. So that's the trade-off. But uh, you know, I grew up not far from there, so I had all of my uh, hometown connections. So I never felt out of place. But I loved, yeah, loved going there and loved every part of it. So... I hope Austin has the same experience there. Well, he he told us that he's 85% sure he wants to go to Embry-Riddle. So okay. we're just 
working with the last 15%, but I think this is where he'll be. Yeah. I also wanted to point out this. Um, you're, you're just kind of down the street from Kennedy Space Center. And so while we were there, I had a friend of mine, quick story, friend of mine from elementary school whose father was our minister. They moved out of town when she was in middle school. We be followed up with each other once uh, Facebook came around. So we've been friends ever since. Her son got accepted to Embry-Riddle. We met them at a luncheon in Houston a couple of weeks ago, got to talking to them, found out that they had the same tour date and time as us in Daytona. So we caught up with them and he wants to work with rocket propulsion. So when he told us that he knew there was going to be a SpaceX launch, we all got together, met down on this shoreline. I mean, we are a straight line to SpaceX. It's pretty close. I don't know if you can see how well this is zoomed in there, but I mean, we're close. Yeah. And we got to see that launch. And <laughs> my friend Judy, she goes, as soon as the launch had gone off, his <laughs> his uh, decision to go to Embry-Riddle went to 99.9%. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Thanks, SpaceX. <laughs> you're, you're doing Embry-Riddle's work. <laughs> so that was fun. That was really neat to see. And we had a great time uh, out there. So cool. rocket launches too. Yeah, so I did find it interesting just how different the campus looks now than when I was there. I think there was a tornado after I graduated that took care of one of the big buildings and the rest was probably just a factor of Ooh. modernization. But the only thing I recognize is the stainless steel or whatever material it is, the right flyer that's kind of out in the main entry. Everything else looked new. Although I think that building that had the model workshop is part of the engineering building that was built right before my senior year. Yep, there's the right flyer. Um, so that was there. Um, but the engineering building that's off to the side of that, I think, was new during my last year. Everything else looks to be new since I departed. So they're going and blowing over there. I can Congratulations. Have well, I think yeah, they're going to have the Lee Ray building by the time <laughs> you're done. <laughs> no kidding, man. We go to the price. That's probably like we, we jokingly said we'll have to have our own little Patreon show just to talk about Embry Riddle because it's a, it's a long story. It's a fun story. One thing we didn't get to do was visit the RC Daytona Club because the fence was locked. So you, you have to, when you go in, you open and close the fence and lock it. So uh, no, probably nobody was there. And the, I thought all AMA was, employees had a master key. For, <laughs> I wish nope. a skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did get to go see uh, another AMA member out there uh, and, and get to see his field. Won't tell you too much about it. It was, that was a lot of fun, but I want, I'm grateful that I got to see him because he gave us the advice of going to the Dunkin Donuts out where we saw the SpaceX launch, which was perfect. So uh, I've already thanked him very much for his advice, but we had a great time. Driving was fun. And by the way, 95, that goes from like Kennedy Space Center up to Jacksonville. What a great highway. Just nice and straight. No problems. You have, you're laughing at me. I see you making a funny face. Yeah, that's not a bad section of 95. Um, when you get close to Miami, it's not so great. Around uh, D.C., not so great. Um, Boston, not so great. Okay, well, so like I said, Jacksonville to Kennedy, fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I completely forgot to mention that we got to see Atlantis at Kennedy, and that was Atlantis awesome. the shuttle, the space shuttle. Yeah, cool. You have yeah, have you seen Atlantis there at Kennedy? No. If anybody in chat, have you seen Atlantis at Kennedy? 
The last time I saw Atlantis, it was on the back of a 747. Okay, so you saw, we saw what, Endeavor on the Intrepid? Was it? Was it Endeavor that's on the Intrepid in New York? I don't remember. I've completely forgotten. Were you, were you impressed with the display on the Intrepid for the space shuttle? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I've seen the one at Edvar Hazy in D.C. as well. Okay, well, I'm just saying... I forget which one is which, but yeah. Uh, it's at the California, so it's not Endeavor, so it's got to be Discovery. Discovery? Yeah, okay. Or where's Enterprise these days? Uh, in my uh, good question. Anyway, so the, all I can say is the display at Kennedy for Atlantis was uh, awesome. Right, Kudos good. to those guys. It was great. I will say Space Center Houston has got a better uh, consumer store layout, fun layout. Kennedy feels kind of aged. A better uh, gift shop? Is that what you're saying? A better uh, no, just no, not just. I'm not saying gift shop. I'm just saying the walk around is indoors. Yeah. It just feels nicer at Space Center Houston. The, some of the outdoor stuff at the uh, Kennedy Space Center just, eh, you know, antiquated. Yeah. But boy, I'll tell you, the they did a great job on Atlantis. So yeah. kudos. Hey, at least they got the Saturn Fives inside now. They're not rotting in the weather anymore. <laughs> That's true, and it's and it looks cool, doesn't it? Show. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I'll say one more thing about Riddle, and uh, hopefully it doesn't torque you at all. But when I was there. Um, Embry-Riddle was continually in, what was it, U.S. News and World Report, used to have this ranking of colleges. And the I don't know if it was just the engineering program or the school as a whole, but it used to rank very highly there in terms of bang for the buck because the tuition was abnormally low. I don't think it qualifies for that anymore. So when I went, it was a cheap school to go to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. It's that, abnormally high now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's not abnormally high, but average high. Man, the cost of college is insane. And this is coming from a guy with two kids in college right now. Holy crap. Well, and but I'll ask this question. If you were to pick a college for, if you were to pick three colleges for Austin, would Embry-Riddle Daytona be one of them? Based on my experience, yeah. Yeah. The, so there, there's your, that's the answer we came to. You know, right. If Co cost is everything. So what I told him in a private conversation that I'll share here is I think when you go job hunting, they don't care so much what school your engineering degree came from, assuming he's going for engineering. I think if you have an engineering degree and you got decent grades and maybe an internship, the, the school at the top of that diploma is not going to matter. But in terms of your experience and what you get out of it, and if you like airplanes, then like I said before, you're going to be at a place where you're surrounded by people who have that same thought process and they're going to nurture you through that. So it might be different somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't ask this question. Is anybody here? <laughs> um, wait a minute. Where did uh, Evelyn go? She goes to Riddle, right? Yeah. It Prescott. I thought she was doing a remote campus kind of thing. Well, I don't want to ah. speak for Tony or Evelyn, but he can yeah. chime in if he wants to. I was going to ask if anybody else has got their child. Who, does anybody else had their child go to Embry-Riddle, whether Prescott or Daytona? Um, or another thoughts? school that they're looking for uh, some sort of aerospace yeah. type thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't they're mention, uh, in, and I don't think I've mentioned this conversation, the other two colleges he chose for engineering, aerospace engineering, were University of Alabama in Huntsville, which we visited and, and had a good time, okay. and also Oklahoma State University. And Okay. Uh, 
Now, you and your wife are both Longhorns, right? Uh, my wife is a Longhorn. I'm a Cougar. Okay. Okay. UH Cougar. All right. I thought you were big Longhorn fans anyway. So I, I'm, a, I'm surprised. I support my wife 110%. So yes, I am a, yeah. I was born into the Longhorn uh, support program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So Steve Nisgoda is on here. You know, Jack is uh, looking for the aerospace type things, but um, he stayed local. <laughs> so I think that's going to be good for him too. This is our screenshot. Oh, is, uh, is Fitz chiming in now? He is chiming in yeah. from a undisclosed location. Munker. Hey, <laughs> hey Fitz. Uh, okay, so there's Tony. Okay, remote campus riddle. All right. Well, good. And I think she's doing very well, too. So congratulations, Tony. You brought up a good one. Always enjoyed hanging out with you, too. Sorry I missed you on your Houston trip. <laughs> It's his fault, not mine. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, man, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, why don't you do uh, your Canada update? Because I know we had a, a listener follower comment. So switch gears to that. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to share there. We've talked a few times over the past couple episodes about all the um, tomfoolery going on with Mac in Canada and them kind of shutting people down and then adding a whole bunch of new rules so we asked for some feedback from people and we've received a little bit of feedback and we'll just make it all anonymous now. Um, but basically one person said that they're complying with the new rules and we can try to list what they are. You have to register every airplane or every model one time and it's okay. five, five Canadian dollars per model or something like that. You have to take an, airman test and i think that's a one-time deal as well and from what i've heard that's pretty easy um there's a hard ceiling of 400 feet um i forget what the other things are but you know, there's a new set of rules that happen because mac and transport canada aren't friendly anymore um but what one person said was when registering your model there's one provision that lets you say that this is a custom-built airplane that doesn't have any sort of manufacturer rating or anything like that. And so there's really nothing to identify it specifically as a model. So they were saying they registered all their planes with one registration saying this is a custom one. So they can't pinpoint which airplane it is. That's the custom one. So it's kind of a loophole with that. We're not saying that's the thing to do, but it sounds like but that's what we do. We, we just register one model. They make you register one model. Now, did you know that? Uh, the FAA registration, the FAA registration. Yeah. Oh, well, you now, have to put in you, like specific. You now have to add a module, a model. And so when someone called me to the AMA and said, Hey, what's this registration thing? It's now telling me I have to enter my model. Do I have to put it in every model? I said, no, just pick your favorite model and put that one in there. You're done. So just FYI. That's, really? When yeah. did that come about? About two years ago. Okay. So. Oh. Yeah. So if anybody else here has not renewed their FAA registration, you will have to put a single model in there. I need a drink. <laughs> but be grateful. It's just one. Okay. Well, it's, it's, the, it's not the point, damn it. Okay. Well, I, I think the point of having to register every one is a... <laughs> we already yeah. saw it's almost going to a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's infinitely more ridiculous, but... Anyway, so you know, one person was saying, yeah, just you can register one time or one model as that 
home built and then you effectively cover everything if you're the type to search for the loopholes. We, we do not necessarily condone that, but we'll share that information. Um, and I, I talked to somebody else, a friend of mine who is from Canada, has lived in the U.S. for a lot of years. And again, I'll keep him anonymous. But throughout this whole thing, I've been curious, is there just something different about the culture from Canada and the U.S. where people seem to respect that hush order? And it's interesting because in our last show, when I talked with Bruce, Bruce said that he got a lot of feedback from Canadians um, who didn't want to be quiet about the thing. and. I'm curious if just maybe the audience that Bruce attracts is the more vocal, um, rebellious type, which I think would make sense. So anyway, but we had tried to solicit feedback from people and really had to hunt for it to get anything. True. So talking to this buddy of mine, he he didn't have a whole lot of details to share. And to be frank, he wasn't intimately familiar with what's going on with the Mac stuff. But he his summary of the difference in culture between Canada and the U.S. is that Canadians are generally more trusting in the government than the U.S. is. So the, the I, more willing to put things in the hands of the government. I think that scale it. is going like this, though. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's going to change very soon. At least for modelers, yeah. I think this would put a sour taste in oh, our mouth. I don't think it's just modelers, but I mean, this is George. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bring up George's comment, but I would agree with George here. So yeah. I think a lot of people are having different feelings on what's happening over there. And I did mention that on a previous podcast about their firearm rules and regulations. So, Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So maybe George has a point. Maybe they're actually you know, uh, under duress in all of this. But it sounds like there is maybe some cultural difference there just in terms of trusting your benevolent overlords. So I, I found that interesting and it kind of confirms what I was feeling and based on the lack of feedback we were getting, there, were, there was something there. Did we confirm that? Well, I guess I, I don't know the answer. I forgot. Uh, it's it's a far, it's a hard 400 foot in uncontrolled airspace for Canada. Correct. Uh, sure. I don't know. I don't have the rules in front of me, but that sounds consistent with what I've heard. So, do they still have permission to fly in controlled airspace? As I don't know. A, as a recreational pilot? Mm, I don't know. Ooh. We'll have to look. Yeah. Well, for our Canadian listener, who, who is our Canadian listener up here? Sorry. You, People don't listen to us for the facts. Mr. Wilson. So, yeah. If, if you're still with us, join in. Let us know what the, that rule is with the. The altitude limit, especially if it's in controlled airspace, there's no flying. And I believe I mentioned on a on our other podcast that the one great thing that the AMA has done is worked with the FAA to allow our sanctioned events to have increased altitudes upon request and likely to be approved from 700 to 1,200 feet. So right. awesome, That's, awesome sauce yeah. for those events. And we're working our way to get uncontrolled airspace increased as well because that just makes sense. Yeah. On a couple of AMA things. Are we done with Canada? <laughs> Are we done yeah. with, we done with them? <laughs> yeah, we're done with them. <laughs> Go away, Canada. Uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on a couple of AMA things that I hope you guys are following on Facebook. Uh, but we have this really cool program. So I'm looking for you guys out there that work with students or have young people, young pilots at your club, uh, especially within schools. If you are a mentor, uh, the education department has this heavy lift steam challenge where the goal is to see if you your team of two to four members can 
uh, well, you are going to fly a plane. It's going to be a, a Horizon Hobby Aero Scout. Uh, but the goal is to see how much water you can carry on a flight and land. And all the information is on our website. So go to, um, well, you can go to the amaflightschool.org, the link here, and go to heavy-lift.registration. And then there's another link to tell you more. But this is a lot of fun. I'm actually trying to get my kids to do this as well. I want them to grab a couple of other students to give everybody a chance to learn about it. But uh, there are some videos on the link on our Facebook page that shows you last year's program. That was great. I, I got to say, I was so impressed with the other contestants, other teams that applied last year. And they were really thorough. And boy, they were impressive videos. And, you know, they had some successes and they had some failures. But I think this is how you learn. So these are one of these great programs that I hope you can uh, interest others to do. It was a little bit more expensive, but through some uh, work with the foundation, we've now lowered it to $100. And part of that cost goes into prizes for first, second, and third place. So it's, it's a great time. And again, looking at the videos from last year, they look like they had a lot of fun. So consider uh, putting up a team, sponsoring a team for the Heavy Lift Challenge. And again, you can go to our website to do that. And also, uh, while I've got my screen up here, don't forget that uh, National Model Aviation Day is August 12th. And you can sign up your team, or excuse me, your team, your club to get t-shirts and so forth. And we have an event link on our AMA Facebook page. So you can say you're going and get your club to do this. Uh, I get a shirt every year. I think you've got a shirt too, Terry, haven't you? Yeah, a few of them. You do national fun? Yep. So I haven't actually shirt. attended an event yet, but I have a couple of the shirts. So please do that. Yeah. So get your club to uh, join in, add it to it and just have fun that day. And Austin and I have done the past, I guess, three years, gotten the shirts and just gone to our club, flown a couple of flights and and called it a day just to participate. So uh, maybe yeah. this year we'll do a little bit more fun. He'll be in Embry though. Oh, excuse me, Riddle. I caught, I corrected myself. I was yeah. wrong. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. Do you have that rubber band on your wrist? <laughs> Give that sucker a good snap. Terry just he lays into me every time. So and for then, those who don't know, oh. <laughs> only the freshest of rookies call Embry Riddle Embry. It's Riddle. The shorthand is Riddle. Sear that into your brain. But the first part is Embry. <laughs> you're saying the, the last part first. Yeah. Okay. Tell, I'm sorry. Tell I me did... you're new to Embry Riddle without telling me you're new to Embry Riddle. Okay. okay. I just said I changed it. I fixed it. I'm sorry. My apologies for all those Riddle alumni. Uh, finally, uh, and I've talked about this over and over again, I'll be participating again. Uh, Camp AMA 2023 at AMA headquarters in Muncie, Indiana, the International Air Modeling Center. That is set for June 11th through the 17th. Find your 13 to 17-year-old aviation-inspired kids uh, to go to this wonderful summer camp. I highly, highly encourage that if you have a great club with a healthy uh, checking account to sponsor one of your, your youth flyers to go to this. It's so much fun. I can tell you tons of stories. It'll take another podcast. If you need to know more, go listen to some other podcasts from the summer, especially the ones when we return from Camp AMA. We got some videos online. Uh, we do have a cap, so there's a limit on the number of students we can have. So get in as soon as you can. But if you are listening, if you have a child that just loves model aviation as much as we do, uh, this is fun. I'll be there. I love 
offering assistance to kids, you know, help kids with soldering or building or tools. That's the big thing. I've lost tools, but it's okay. It's all for good cause. But helping these people get up in the air and learn new stuff is great. And it's a smile on every face. So please consider uh, signing someone up or helping your club uh, sponsor a student. All right. And that's what I have for AMA. So two things. One, I'm still waiting for the AMA to come out with their camp for grownups week long. <laughs> RC flying, maybe beer after hours. Um, I will sign up for that immediately. And also, um, Jim just uh, said that the test in Canada is every two years. So okay. I said once, but, and from what I've heard, it's really easy, but again, that's not the point, darn it. It's, it's the sum of all these little insignificant things that makes it. Yeah. See, fills in. Okay, so Phil, I will say the adult version of Camp AMA is Nats. So I, I don't know. Go to Nats. Go to Nats. Really? I'm. I think I'm going to have a blast hanging out with Scott Black for the glider. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure Nats would be a lot of fun. But I'm just. You talk about the stories of Camp AMA where you give the guys like, here's a pile of parts. Here's your challenge. Go make something. And that just sounds like a fun day to me. All right. So you're talking to a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> so how much would you pay to go to adult camp AMA? Which sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at camp AMA stays at camp AMA. <laughs> but how much would you pay if you had a week long ability to go to the camp and build like trash can aircraft into something and compete against fellow adult pilots? No. <laughs> I don't know. We can talk. We'll just call it camp for overage children. <laughs> Overweight and overage children. Oh my gosh. That's great. Oh, oh, you know what? Phil just, uh, uh, sorry, Phil. I completely forgot. Uh, the national fun fly. That's June 23rd. I believe June 23rd. 25th. Oh, those are the shirts that I have. I, okay, I have a couple of those that I've never been, but I also have some National Model Aviation Day shirts. So the Fun Fly happens at IAC. That's the event. Yeah. And it usually conflicts with me being at AirVenture. Uh, so there you go. But anyway, I think that's right. So is that June? I said June, right? June 23rd. Okay. So there you go. Not that far away. Okay. There you go. Turn the National Fun Fly into a week-long camp. There you Ooh. go. George has got ideas. So, <laughs> I will right. say, I have, be, be, having participated in two camp AMAs, I do feel like I'm one of the kids, you know, and I get to fly some interesting things out there too. So, so Lee, at the I, next staff meeting, just start talking about this as if the decisions are already been made. So, so what were the dates we had for that uh, grown up camp again? I, I need to put that down. You know, the answer is always no, unless you ask, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you miss all the shots you don't take there you go all right this is <laughs> okay could i could i put this together how many people go can we get can we promise like get tony to come can we get michael to come george phil the, if, I'm, if you build it they will they come will. <laughs> all right all right we'll see what we can do oh my gosh what a what a, what a brouhaha <laughs> those guys that be... just go play golf that's nothing wait till you see us build something right. would it be bad to say no kids allowed Oh yeah. Oh no, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess the, the, 
I think the secret would be you have to go to a swap meet, buy everything at the swap meet, and just put it in one big pile and just shove it in the middle of the room and say, go. That, <laughs> yes. All right. I like where you're going with this. Okay. All right. Well, look, we've been on for an hour and 20 minutes, and I appreciate you guys being here. So I, I do want to talk about the giveaway. So those of you who stuck around, uh, do not feel like this is any big kit. I'm not talking about a big Corsair. This is not, you know, a DX. 18 or ix20 transmitter this is really silly and uh but man i got it i was like i think people are gonna fight over this it's uh, memories you're giving away memories <laughs> i am giving away memories and that is the joke i haven't told you yet that is exactly the joke so in this little bag i'm not gonna have people guess but in this little bag that i have is a giveaway item I just picked up. I was standing on the stage at the school looking at all the stuff. I was like, what do I want to, what do I want to buy? Can I just get a couple of servos? Can I get us get a box of, you know, just ask someone to buy a box of stuff. But this guy, this guy had five of these in a box and he had one price for the entire box. And I said, I just a good price, a good, <laughs> he had a good price. And although I wouldn't mind buying the whole box, I needed to leave some for other people. <laughs> Drum roll. I, I just want to point out, I think you're like me with some of the weird stuff that I like. People weren't but, fighting over this stuff. Well, but there's a good story. There's such a great story. There's a couple of okay. people in here. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is <sighs> Brandon's bacon nude, nude, new tube of Ambroid. A big and tube. The guy had, he had five of these, you know? And so he asked for one price. I said, I just want one too. But he gave me a price. I paid for it. So this is the giveaway. And for those of you who have never had a tube of Ambroid, you want to enter the contest. <laughs> but here's the story. Oh, my God. I had so much fun. So after I grabbed this, and this guy, it's been sitting there for a long time. I grabbed this. I walked over to a table near Tom. And there were like five other guys there. And I'm not kidding you. This is what it went. Let me have a whiff of that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Every one of them said, let me have a whiff of that. And this one guy, this younger guy goes, what's Ambroid? And then all the stories came out. Oh, he goes, oh this guy goes, oh, oh, here, here, take a hit of this. And we were, I'm not kidding you. I felt like I was a drug dealer giving everybody their first hit for free. And they were passing it around going, oh, oh, it brings back memories. Oh my gosh. Because I remember, I mean, they were, it literally was that funny scene i talked about it before when you got the android and i brought it home and i took away i was like man it took me back but guys this was hilarious i mean <laughs> the guys are just like oh that is that is such a great memory and stuff it's like i mean it reminded me of dope and stuff but anyway guys uh i just had so much fun chatting with those guys and laughing with them but i just thought it'd be fun to give away a tube of android to the uh, lucky winner it's really simple um i'd like you to send an email to our email account, contact at rcroundtable.com. I got to put a deadline on this date too. So pick a deadline date, Terry. It's well, your, and, pick a deadline. okay. But now the burden's on us because it probably should be, unless you want to give preference to the people who are watching live, it has to be after when we're going to release this thing as a podcast. Yeah. We've been pretty crappy at that lately. Okay. So we'll do better. All right. I'll do so better. let's, let's say we get this done. What's today? Wednesday. Let's say we get it out by the end of the week. Maybe a week from today. I'm looking no, at the about, calendar. Okay. What? Go ahead. I was going to say, how about in April? Give so, some time. April Fool's Day. 
um that's just a week let's give them an extra week april 8th all right april well, 8th that's... saturday okay all right i know i'm making it <laughs> breathe it in <laughs> i did rex i inhaled <laughs> i didn't um so april 8th is the deadline you send an email to contact at rcroundtable.com Android giveaway is the subject line, but there's a, there's a caveat. I need you to include a picture of uh, uh, your favorite model. There you go. Because I'd like to share a photo of the winner uh, with their favorite model and just let them know, hey, this is the so-and-so who, who won. It's just a nice little you know photo to add to our post that we'll put on Facebook and announcement. So email content at rcroundable.com. Uh, that sounded like Biden right there. I, I ran that way too fast. Let me try that again. <laughs> contact at rcroundtable.com. Android giveaway subject line. Uh, include your name and a photo of your favorite airplane. I'll put you on a list. We'll pick a winner at random and we'll announce it on our next podcast. Maybe Biden's sniffing the Android. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm talking politics again. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, and I'll, you know what? Also, I, I think we'll be getting some new stickers in too. So I'll throw in some stickers. So if you don't want the Android and you want the sticker, that's more important to you. I'll throw the sticker in there as well. So, but thanks you guys. More stickers? Just, I did. Okay. I was good. out. Send me a bill. I will. Oh, I got, I got a bill coming to you, buddy. All right. <laughs> we haven't officially asked people for money yet, but boy, there's a bill coming. <laughs> we, we still have to pay for this service and our website. So uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what's this one? <laughs> That's true. Well, um, we had some internal conversation after that and, and, you know, Lee, you and I haven't actually debriefed. I, I assume you've listened to the, the George, not, not the George show, the Bruce show. Bruce, no? I did. Okay. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. We can have our initial talk offline, but I would agree with what George is saying. We talked with Bruce and the reason we had him on the show is because he has a lot of rational ideas. Some that I don't necessarily agree with. And, but yeah, it's hard to put a lot of fault in there. Um, you know, after I had the conversation with him, a lot of the things that I knew what I was thinking, but didn't know how to verbalize, they came to me after the fact. So I think, um, it might be beneficial to have another chat with him down the road, but, um, yeah, I'm glad we talked with him. And, yeah. Uh, we, I have not spoken about it officially. <laughs> I'm, okay. And I know people were, were con not concerned, curious about it you know some people understood that i wasn't there and i think even bruce <laughs> started the conversation about that i'm the reason yeah. he's not here um i will say my summary was i believe bruce loves this hobby as much as we do and many of us do i yeah. think he's as frustrated as many of us are um but he often converts that passion into rants and i know i do so i'm not i'm not innocent i'm not the first one to throw throw stones here um but i do tend to hear him rant more and complain more and his solutions are not necessarily logistical. I mean, we'd love to be able to just call the FAA and say, could y'all please stop being mean and then say, okay, but that ain't going to happen. And once you get the wheels of the government rolling as big as ours is right now, there's unfortunately there's no stopping it, yeah. but uh, kind of a little backup here. I'm going to do a nice shout out for Tyler Dobbs and how he's been able to negotiate some of this good stuff that's happening for us, such as altitude increases and getting clubs that are in controlled airspace, you know, being able to fly plus altitude increases 
You know, what's sad is that we have clubs in controlled airspace with higher altitudes than those of us who are in the middle of nowhere and can't get anything over 400 feet. You know, so it's just, it's, it's a mess. And so we're trying to work through it. And obviously we'd like to get rid of remote ID if we could, especially if we could just give recreational pilots freedom from that. Um, and I feel like we're going back several years of our whole discussion about remote ID and the FAA regulations, but there's just, there is a difference between commercial drones and recreational aircraft. And sure. unfortunately we have politicians that don't see the difference and they're being told either by the defense department or Homeland security, but, but no, we have to treat them all the same. Uh, all, all black guns are bad. You know, that kind of thing. They're all scary. They're all scary things. And that's just unfortunate. And I, again, going back to the story with Bruce, I hear him. There are times I agree with him hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. There are times I listen to him and say, yep, I totally agree with that comment. But some of his stuff gets just thrown out there too much. And you just can't, can't go along with his ideas. His, uh, wouldn't it be, <laughs> can't we all just get along? Wish we could come up with a happy medium for all of us. I just, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I glad we had the chat. Yeah. I was going to say, thanks. I mean, I will say thank you, Bruce, for coming on and talking with uh, Terry and Fitz. And uh, we certainly weren't trying to corner you. I I, mean, I hope you understood uh, that. No, I don't think he felt that way. Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> he didn't get to talk to me. And so maybe I'll just give him a phone call and we'll just have our own little chit chat. <laughs> uh, but, you know, understandably, this is not something I could have been able to do working for the AMA because, you know, he does have some. What? Well, he. What's the word? I think the summer. I think he tends to take the nuclear option rather than a more diplomatic one, which and neither one has worked yet. So, um, I don't. I don't want to talk too much about Bruce without him here to contribute. But yeah, I, that was my general takeaway. <laughs> well, here's where I'm going to say that's that's below. Bruce has no problem talking about other people without them here to talk about it. I mean, he talks about the FAA. He doesn't have them on his show. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have had him on his show, so I don't want to. I, I, but my comments to Bruce have nothing to do with his interview with you and Fitz. My comments have to do with exactly what I see on his podcast. Okay. Well, again, the one of the main reasons we invited him is because a he had some harsh words for the AMA, and so I wanted to kind of understand where he was coming from with that, and maybe he had some some input. And you know, the hard thing is, and I deal with this at work all the time, is once you have an, have an impression of somebody, like, for instance, you were saying Bruce tends to rant. So once you have that impression, it's tough to look at things they say later objectively. You tend to label everything they say as a rant, even if the things they say have merit. So we wanted to have him on to see what part of what he has to say has merit that we can use and maybe apply to this uphill battle that we're on. So yeah. I'm glad he was here. I'm glad he said the things he said and some of it, I don't agree with. And some of it, I think he's spot on. Yep. We weren't planning to talk about any of that. So yeah, nope, nope, nope. This, we, we, we had our list here. <laughs> we went through it, but we're just uh, following. So before we um, say good night to all of you, thank you for staying on for so long. Uh, any other questions or comments? Do you want me to take this uh, question from RC Attic? Uh, yeah. So, you know, Bruce mentioned that in the chat and I wasn't familiar with it. So I, I, I didn't re rebuke. I, I didn't say anything against it then just because I didn't know what the case was. But if you have some inside information on that, go ahead. 
Well, it feels like two questions. Uh, the AMA did not officially join the FTCA. We support what we did say was we completely support the idea of loosening remote ID uh, guidelines. And we are just saying we would love to have them do anything to change remote ID so it stops affecting recreational pilots. So increasing the weight to a kilogram would be great. And personally, I, I support that. I will send a letter to my congressman and say, guys, could you please do that? But your other question about an email on the subject, or was it the 1,200 foot limit? The email that we sent out only applied to sanctioned events at chartered clubs where the event could be authorized to go above the 400 foot altitude restriction. In which case we're looking to give these events the 700 to 1200, depending on where they are, 700, 1200 increase in altitude. So especially for like jet events and glider events, they'd have that altitude that they so desperately need. So that's what we did accomplish. The AMA does have that. It's in play. So awesome. And we're hoping that you know, the next phase is let's give our clubs in uncontrolled airspace in the middle of the boonies 1200 feet. Yeah. And strangely, I haven't seen much recently about the um, weight increase. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I assumed that there would be, at least from FTCA, so more of a push from that. So, yeah. But I fully intend to write that letter. So I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's go for it. Five yeah, kilograms. Let's always stop there. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. No, I mean, really, I think it's almost, I, I think. Well, I'd like to add to that is any letter you send to your congressman about this hobby and how it's being tightly restricted to remind them that can you can you ease back, not just on the weight. I mean, just I, I, I like to say this because this is my my thought process when the whole NPRM came out was we identify vehicles, we categorize vehicles in different classifications. You have 18 wheelers, you have pickup trucks or dualies, you have motorcycles. All these vehicles are different and they're handled differently. But, you know, if you're, these are all vehicles, it doesn't make any sense to give someone who drives an 18 wheeler this, the restrictions to an, a motorcyclist. They're not the same. And that's what we have with this whole flying thing. We, we would like our politicians to understand that you've got these big drone companies that want to deliver goods or people. They should be handled differently than those of us who are flying recreationally. Most of us line of sight. And if we want to address the people who are flying FPV, so be it. But again, let's give them those different categories. So if you do write a letter and you ask for the increase in, in the weight for remote ID, don't forget to remind them that there are some heavy burdens on us that we would love for them to back off. You can't, it can't hurt, right? All right. I just want to point out the example you just gave is almost verbatim Bruce's example. So you and Bruce are more alike than you might recognize. Like to rant use the, the the truck example so i'm just saying just but saying. i i hope those who are listening are still in the show if you know give me a nod or yes and or agree because i think that's where we have they just you know and we keep saying the faa but i'm hearing more and more by the way guys in with my dealings with the ama and more in talking with other organizations this hasn't been driven by the faa this has been driven more by uh department of defense and homeland security yeah but they're, they're the ones holding the stick well, I'm just saying they're the ones who say we got to know where everything is, yeah. you know, to protect this country. And I think that's what's unfortunately we've gotten caught up in. But I digress. Yeah. All right. So what else is on the list? I know there's a couple more things. No, that was it. I got my uh, I, my drug dealing, <laughs> my drug package. <laughs> I'm going to have to have people sign a waiver when they get it. <laughs> they can't, <laughs> they can't uh, charge me with a crime. Oh, my gosh. And by the way, excuse me. 
I have up there a Comet kit. I think I told you about that. Comet? Yeah. Like Comet. from the company Comet, a rubber band powered free flight? Yeah. Okay. An old one. What that about Android? It? My, my bottle of Android is being put to good use. I see. All right. That's that bottle of Ambroid's enough for a hundred comic kits. <laughs> Not if I get <laughs> right. a little bit for Lee, <laughs> a little bit for the model. <laughs> all right. But, all hold on. Oh, yeah. There sorry. is one more thing. I thought it was on the list, but we were going to talk about Nats and sponsorship of the Nats. Were we not? Uh, well, Nats is on there. I talked about Nats, but there is no sponsorship comment on your notes. I well, blame you. I blame the uh, producer. All right. So you're going to have to help me with the designation here, but I found out recently that Dubro is the golden platinum top tier sponsor. Diamond, of diamond sponsor. Diamond sponsor. Of the 100th anniversary of the first Nats. Okay. Happening so, at International Aero Modeling Center. So since I do social media for Dubro, you do social media for the AMA. I think we're going to be working in cahoots here. We are going to have fun party. Oh my gosh. Let me just tell you, I got, well, <laughs> this I, is the part. <laughs> I also oh, yeah. think that makes me your boss. Oh, so, <laughs> I, so yeah, just get ready. I am, I am a harsh taskmaster. Oh my gosh. Okay. It could be. So yes, Dubro is the main sponsor for Nats this year. And what I thought was fun. I told this, I, I told this to Erin and she jumped on it. And I was like, you know, Dubro does more than just RC parts. They do fishing equipment. And, and archery. <clears throat> well, we don't have archery at IEC, but we do have fishing. There's a huge pond in front of headquarters. Oh, so cool. I was going to say we should, <laughs> we should see if Dubro can send like a, a fishing rep or maybe someone in the area to come out with some fishing stuff. And we'll let some people come out and fish you know, in the pond. <laughs> and then you get bonus points for fishing out some of the airplanes that are in there. <laughs> Cause supposedly like three or four airplanes in that pond. So really? you might get a good catch. <laughs> now you're, yes. Is that the only pond on the site? Uh, that I think we have access to. It's okay. the one in front of headquarters. There are, there are other ponds further back, uh, but I'm not mm. sure if those are ours, but I just thought it'd be cool if we could also get part of that program out there to, to share with other members because i'm sure we got fishermen out there so i think dubro should have a little and and look maybe there are archers out there too so we can we can add that in there but i just had i just love the idea i was like are you here for nets have you tried dubro fishing lures <laughs> and stuff and it's, they can just park on the side and go fishing right. so aaron aaron was all on board for it aaron dobbs so we'll see if we can do something like that and there's you know phil right there so see phil's been he's seen people out there fishing so i think it might be fun to uh add that to our little sponsorship there all right. I'll have but, my people call your people. I think it's great that Dubros. I mean, Dubros is a big name in the hobby. I've got you. You and I both have done stuff for Dubros. Uh, I'm talking about videos. You have done more, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's that's a perfect uh, partnership there. So looking forward to seeing what we can come up with. Yeah, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Joshua Orchard has done a bunch of the 101 videos lately. He has. So yeah, he's. I don't know how he does it, but he spits out. A, I don't seemingly like one a day and where it's tough for me to, to do one a week. Dang. So yeah, I've done a handful of them. He's done a bucket full of them. You've done one, but Fitz hasn't done any. So you got that yeah. on him. I've done two. I've done two. Have the you? Yes. So you did the solder and then what else? I forgot. The bend. The bender. Oh, right. Okay. So there's that. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, 
there's a series of how-to videos at Dubro's website just called Dubro 101, Ooh. like simple modeling tasks. So we just show how to do things. That's it. Is it so if you have, dash Dubro? Uh, just Dubro.com. No, I'm no, in YouTube. Oh, well, we prefer that you go to the Dubro website and go to the Dubro 101 link there. But yeah, the videos are hosted on YouTube. And I think it's Pine Dubro Pine Ridge. Yeah, I'm going to add that to the comment section I'm looking at right now. So there you go. If you go to at Dubro Pine Ridge on YouTube, guys, you can see the collection of videos. Yeah. Uh, Mike said he's going to go fishing for mercury capsules. So he's got that scale helicopter, right? And the... The capsule that he picks up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> just make it sink. Just have disposable <laughs> disposable mercury capsules. Blow the hatch. <laughs> Golly. Oh man. All right. So are you saying we, we hit all the things? We talked we about all, all the stuff. We hit all the things and we we chatted with people, but I'm happy to any other questions, guys. Anything else y'all want to talk about? We've got a good group in here. You guys have been great. Yeah. Is Stuart in still in here? Is Stuart going to give me a call shortly and ask for my barrel? <laughs> my rifle barrel? Make oh. a couple of bucks on the side? So that's I, really a barrel for an AR-15? Yeah. Oh, nice. And for those of you who are, are uh, gun lovers, uh, 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 is that, shoot, I have completely uh, Rock River Arms. There we go. I have a Rock River Arms upper. <laughs> Someone in that estate sales going, where's the where's the top part of this? <laughs> I've got it. All right. Hi, Tony. Well, I'll see you. We'll talk later, Tony. I got to catch up with you. I've got to plan a trip to California. You're my uh, escort. There you go. Going to come out there for some AMA stuff in the fall. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap things up by talking about upcoming events. I don't know of any that or coming up for me other than the stuff this summer, but what are you going to Lee? Uh, I've got Seth coming up. So my big thing oh, right yeah. now is Seth, a the end of April. And I've, I mean, really I've got only, <laughs> it's only a month away, but my trailer's not done. And so my trailer is my camping trailer as well. Oh. So I've got to get it back to the house and work on it. It's not far from being done. There's just some more things I want to get to uh, you know add to it. Um, so that's big, but I'm, I'm going solo. Fitz can't make it. So I'll be at Seth all week and I'll be with Joshua Orchard and also mm -hmm. be hanging with da Damon Dagatwood and we'll be camping next to each other. So I'm having, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a blast. Yeah. And, and uh, I can't make, I don't think I'm going to be able to make SAE or design. I want to, I know I'm pretty sure Fitz is going. Uh, it, it just, just depends. So um, if I can though, I'll try to see you out there. Joe Nall is in May. So yes, Phil, I'll be at Joe. Sorry, I'm trying to tap on the wrong thing. So I will be going to Joe Nall in May. Um, they were, there was something else between those two. Uh, it was something minor, um, but I, I've forgotten. But those two. Anniversary, are, birthday. Well, my anniversary is this weekend. So I've got that already booked. I'm set for my anniversary. Okay. Um, but uh, what else is, I mean, I come, gosh, I'm going to Camp AMA, going to Nats. Then I'm going to Air Venture. Right. And so then I've got to turn around and head up to, I mean, I'm going to be heading west. So that's, that'll be in the fall. We got best. We got bomber. Um, I, oh, I know. I was going to say, uh, did you get to see the mosquito that my friend Mike McCormick had built? Did you see any of the videos I shared? I think the last I saw, he was doing a run up, a static run up. Has it fallen? So, 
That's it. Yeah. So he hasn't flown it. So he's got someone coming in to pilot it and he's asked me to come document it. So I think it's next Sunday. I will check, but I'll be happy to share stuff with you guys once I have it. Okay. So um, take a drill with a quarter inch drill bit and put some cameras on the wingtips of that thing for the maiden flight. He won't mind. He won't, <laughs> he won't, he won't even, even notice. notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we could go on and on. But, uh, guys, if there's other stuff going on that you'd like us to talk about, other events, let us know. Happy to share your event on our Facebook page. And uh, just, again, email it to contact at rcroundtable.com or private message us on our RC Roundtable Facebook page. Yep. And don't forget, don't forget the the giveaway for those of you who are still here. You can, <laughs> if you don't remember, if you forgot, rewind this show. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Carrie. All right. I'll just say hi to Ron. So you're going to meet Ron at um, Joan Hall. And awesome. you better put a special stripe on your Twin Otter so you can differentiate it from his when you're there. A big fat red one right down the middle. There you go. So, all right. Oh. I think we're all done then. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Warbirds yeah, over JSC. So they they can do events on-site at JSC again, Johnson they Space can. Center. Very nice. Just make sure you get your name on the list, Michael. If, if, <laughs> he's, in, he's in, on the no-fly list. Right. <laughs> That's All one right. list you do want to be on. Well, thanks, guys, for hanging with us. We appreciate your uh, your time and also that you follow us and you listen to us for some unknown reason. <laughs> Are we providing... Yeah. Are we providing good things for their, our listeners? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just to take a break. Well, we enjoyed taking a break with you guys. Yep. Any last comments, buddy? No, I just appreciate everybody coming on, especially since we started an hour later than usual. So, yeah, I know that's a little bit different and a little bit tougher for people, especially on the East Coast. So, thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you uh, next time. Bye. please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.